Welcome to Bugs and Beards, the podcast home for everything fly fishing and fly tying. Kick back as we sit down and talk with some of your favorite fly tires and fishermen while we discuss with them the tips and techniques they've learned on the river and behind the vice so that you can use those lessons learned to make your time more effective. Alright, hi everybody and welcome to another Bugs and Beard podcast. Uh, your host here again, Sean Holsinger, and we're coming to you from the Wing Shooting and Fly Fishing Show. So if you hear the dog in the background again, he's been with us he's all weekend. He's getting famous. He is getting famous. He's getting more He's getting more airtime than my dog does whenever <laughs> he's in the shop. So, uh, and I don't even know this dog's name. That's the bad part. But um, anyway. I think his name is Shh. Yeah, I wish That's what was. they were calling him. Yeah, that's all I've heard all day. <laughs> be quiet. Maybe it's be quiet. But uh, anyway, I'm really pleased to have uh, Nicole March in in the studio or whatever you want to call it here today recording with us. And uh, Nicole March, if you know her, you would probably know her as the quilted tire. <laughs> am, I, am I correct on yes, saying that? Yeah. yeah. So if you are uh, any Instagram or Facebook, if, if you're a social media junkie like so many of us are, that's how you would know you. So let's get into that a little bit. How did you come up with the name the quilted tire? Why that? Um, well, it doesn't even have so much to do about quilting itself. But quilting is basically putting pieces of things together and I tie you know with the fly tying and the fly fishing and all of us when you think about it everyone's going around you go to shows you read books and you're all picking up pieces of things that you have learned over the years and you're putting it together so in a sense everyone's kind of quilted right because that's what it's about so for me it was yeah it's patchwork and even with that you're taking pieces of everything you know you do sewing for me I do sewing I do shooting hunting fishing um and you're just putting everything together. Never, never thought of it that way. But even, even like the fly tying itself, you know, you take things you learn and you change them to what works for you. Right. You can, you can learn 50 things in a day, and at this time, only three of them apply. But maybe in a few weeks, you know, you rack the memory it, slots and you go back in. And that's why I think that's why my YouTube channel is successful because I try to teach. I don't try to teach patterns. But I try to teach techniques yep. because mm-hmm. those techniques are used over and over and over in so many different patterns. And once you learn how to do it, you know, palmering a hackle for a wet fly. doesn't matter what wet fly you tie, it's, you're going to do it the same way. But you yeah. have to learn. So it's, I, I get I try to work on from. the troubleshooting. Yeah. Um, the last article with Fly Tire Magazine, we were doing the Polish quills or just the quill bodies in general. And people were always messaging me, asking me, you know, I have trouble doing this and it's not working. And I tried five, six times and it's not coming out the way I did it. So when I wrote the article I was trying to put in there, and it's also on my website, is the f- you're not always doing it wrong. You're doing it different. Right. If you tie in a material and the way it's supposed to come out in the end comes out opposite, a lot of the time, it's sleight of hand. If you tie in a turkey biot or you tie in a quill with that strip or the ridge on one side, and when you wrap it, it's not right, right. a lot of the times it's because you slide the material as opposed to folding it over itself. Okay. And when someone shows you something one way and you go home and you do it, it's not that it's wrong. It's just that you're doing it different. Right. Um, so I tried to put, and on my website, I had close-up pictures of like me. And even now, I could tie 100 quill bodies, and I can guarantee you the last five or, or the middle five, or the first five, right. or upside down. It's just normal. It's Oh, no doubt. You know, it's you unwrap it, you wrap it again. Three times later, you go, why is it wrong still? It's, yep. you know, we're not perfect. It's 
we're looking at our flies a lot of times more than the fish are. Oh, no, no doubt They're about <laughs> it. And, and, and there again, there's another thing that I try to stress in my videos. My last video, I tied a soft hackle and I cut the hackle off while well, yeah, I was trim, I do that. trimming the end off. I do. We all do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know? I do it in demonstrations. I'm yeah. like, you see that? That's You don't want to do normal. that, but it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and I left it in there. I didn't edit it out yeah. just because I want people to feel normal in my videos. Well, yeah. It's, it's you know, that's what it is. The fly tying is fun, but it's, we're our worst critics. Oh, we when are. When you start we the macro photography, are. it's like one, you know, you, you are the one that's going to hate it. Nobody yeah. else. It, it, and, and now you throw social media into it and everything else where, you know, everybody wants to be insta-famous and have their flies blow up and stuff. And so you've got to get that detail to get the good picture of the fly. And it, so we are our wor own worst critics. You're exactly right on that. But you do a lot more than just tying. You, you tie, but you involve your tying into your lifestyle. So let's get into a little <laughs> bit about that. Well, I guess that's the best way to say it, right? It's everywhere. Yeah. It's, um, I do, I work, I got a, quite a few jobs, but um, I do medical tattooing for breast cancer recovery. So when the women have um, reconstruction, they have no areolas. They have right. scars that need to be covered. And I tell a lot of them about casting for recovery because, you know, we're just talking in general about right. um, just life and stuff. And... They said, you know, I wish I had something to do to keep my mind off of it. And I tell a lot of people don't want to jump right into fly tying. Right. They want to try fishing first. So the I tell them, you know, I give them the brochures. I actually, a lot of the surgeons I work for fly fish. Oh, really? And that's where <laughs> we start talking. And I'm like, hey, I got some of these. And they're giving me balsa, pop, balsa wood poppers that they made. And I paint <laughs> them. And then I'm like, here, take a couple of these. Yeah. And they keep a lot of the brochures in their offices. And they give them out to the patients. And so... A lot of the women over the... I've been doing it probably like 10 years now. I've okay. been doing it. And some of them will come back later in life for a touch-up or, you know, maybe the cancer came back and right. say, you know, I went on one of those fishing trips. And <laughs> then they start fishing and they meet other women. Yeah. Um, that's that's a great program. I actually lost my grandmother to breast cancer, so it hits home to me. Yeah, and, and it's, it it's everyone. You know, people. you have... Yeah. And then now you have the women that are doing preventative yeah. You know, so I'm doing tattoos on women that just wanted the preventative um, right. surgeries. And, you know, it's personal choice, whatever works for them, because I'm there to help them in the end, too. Right. So that, because sometimes you forget how, you know, an hour of your time can make that much of a difference. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I have women call me and <laughs> they tell me, they say, you know, I know you said to, to stay out of the sun here, but uh, yeah. I'm, at the, I'm at the nude beach. I'm like, what the heck? And <laughs> That's that's awesome, but yeah. the fact that it gives them back something that they no didn't have, and then mentally that helps them, but also they a lot of them start getting into the fishing mm -hmm. because they they look into it, and even if they don't get into a trip that year, talking to them they meet other women just going and talking to people. Right. Um, so that's some <laughs> that's some of it, yeah. and um, I work in senior care. I do in-home care for a lot of Alzheimer's, dementia, okay. and just it it's, helps them stay out of being put into nursing homes. And it keeps their mind occupied. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, sometimes I'll do a 12-hour shift, three meals a day, up and down all the steps, house, give them a shower, bathroom. And a lot of them are older men that used to be in the service. Right. And, you know, they ask me, what do you like to do for fun? What are you doing when you're not working with me? And I tell them, you know, I fish and I like to tie flies. And I tell them about Project Healing Waters. 
And because I was in the New City program for, I hate to say, I don't remember, maybe four years, five years now. And then now that I moved, um, I kind of relocated. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about starting a new program, but I told them about that. And um, they're like, oh, you know, I wish we had something like that around here. I wish I could leave my damn house. I can't do nothing. And, you know, it's terrible because people sometimes they forget, like, you know, seniors used to be people, you know, they used to be your age. They used to be, a lot of times you find the seniors are just, they're lonely, they're depressed, they're by themselves. And so what a few, quite a few times what I've done is they need to get exercise even when they're in the house. And still it's depressing. You're walking around your home. So I bring fishing magazines and I bring like vacation magazines and I'll tape the flyers around the hallways oh, okay. so when i take them for the walk on the walkers i'm like oh we're gonna stop here and check out the uh <laughs> you know the <laughs> today we're going to patagonia <laughs> yeah well that's what yeah that's what we do and then at yeah. the end we're in the kitchen and i teach i you know we said one of the guys was like you know i wish we had that around here i'd love to do that but i can't yeah so i started bringing the fly tying to the houses not every house you know not right. every oh, yeah. every um client is is able for one reason or another but a lot of them you know they just need a little extra help right. in the homes so we would do tying flies and their kids tie flies yeah and they're like so we'll do some simple flies woolly buggers you know something just to get the hand-eye coordination going and they put them in boxes and they give them to their families you right. know just something something fun to do but it also gives them something else to look forward to because right. They have all different aids coming to their houses, like different care. A lot of them have round-the-clock care. Sometimes I do overnights for a couple of days, um, Alzheimer's cases, which are different. But just the regular senior care is where you find a lot of them looking for something, yeah. you know, something to look forward to. to keep. Oh, and it I helps see. with the hand-eye coordination. It helps with the tremors. I'm not a doctor, you know, but from what I've seen, it's... When the mind is is busy, the body forgets. Oh, no doubt, no doubt so, about it. So, and yeah. it's the same thing with with a lot of stuff. Um, and that, I guess that yeah, that does apply to everything. Yeah. You know, all of us. Yeah. Just busy <laughs> out there fishing. Now, I I seen you're doing a lot of work with kids here lately, though, right? Yeah. Um, Parks and Rec in New Jersey. They hired me as the fly fishing instructor for sixth to eighth grade. Okay. And we're actually setting up a few more programs in Sussex County in New Jersey um, through different, not Parks and Rec, but do different different areas. And we have a free program in Lafayette called Kids on the Fly. It's actually, I guess you'd say brother-sister program because okay. the main one is in a different location. Okay. There's, But they're all over. We have uh, my friend Steve runs one in Randolph, New Jersey. Okay. And they meet different days than we do, which is great because you can have the same kid every Saturday or most of the Saturdays time flies one week with us one week with them go back to them right. and then you'll see the kids in the shows yeah. so it's nice because yeah. we had um, we got one kid he comes every every single time and he went straight to dry flies so <laughs> me and my friend Robert um, Hopkins Hopkins he's over tying here okay so we kind of split the group up because sometimes we have too many not too many kids but the age is so different right so I'm like, I can't sit still. Everybody knows this. So we split the group up. Bob will take like two or three kids that are, you know, more calm. They're right. doing intricate stuff. They're doing like, they love the EP fibers. You know, they're doing drives with that. Right. Me, I got six maniacs at the end. I'm like, let's just do poppers. We're drawing stuff <laughs> at the table. They're doing woolly buggers. We got um for them, but we're doing the flyman, the flyman, um, the popper heads. They're yes, painting them. Right. You know, they like... These are four-year-olds. I can show you pictures. We got four-year-olds in our in oh, some wow. of the programs. They come in and 
the parents will say, you know, do you think they're too young? And I tell them, let them try it. Right. You know, if you find that they can't, that they're getting whatever it is, you know, it's up to you guys. But for us, it's fine, you know. Right. Um, so they come in, the little ones, they like it. The, and then sometimes we'll do a free-for-all. Just put everything out and say, all right, you guys, here's a hook. Let's see what you come up with. Iron fly competition. So <laughs> it is, you know, pre-K edition. Yeah, pre-K iron fly, that would be good. Yeah. And same thing, they're fishing, you know, they fish with them. Um, yeah. But they need... They need something to do, which is why the the kids on the fly. It's a free program, and we have we meet once once a month in Lafayette. We've been meeting. Now, is that just a New Jersey thing, or is that? No, they have it in New York. They have it in a few different areas in New Jersey. Okay. You got to search Facebook for the groups. Um, right, I've never heard of that being a Pennsylvania guy. I've never heard of that. No, but um, they can always start one if somebody is interested. They'd have to. Um, yeah. They, they kind of just branch out like the TUs do and right. the other programs. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't um for our program for example we don't we don't do any fundraiser or anything i mean the amount of stuff that all of us have compiled in our own houses as it is no doubt about it yeah so me and bob, me and bob we just take whatever we have um yeah. the fly tires guild the catskill fly tires guild they actually were the ones who uh supported us and donated they purchased 10 regal vices wow yeah for the kids to use in our program along with dr slick toolkits which made a huge difference because it's so difficult the biggest thing with beginners whether you're a kid or you're you know 50 years old is the first couple times you get introduced to it yeah. how it is and if you got hooks falling out of vices and, and you're, you're, you're getting spice. and yeah. yeah and you're yeah. getting frustrated with it you're not going to want to do it right. so the regals are the are great because you put the hook in and you're done no doubt you're not messing with you don't with have stuff to adjust it no yeah. and the kids can just sit down and tie the setup's easier for us and the, it was awesome the fact that they that they did that because it was a huge help um and it's like i tell everyone when they first start tying you don't um but that's, I think, is why the kids' program is really good because you're, I guess I can't sit still either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always laughing, so I get along teaching the kids. But when you first start, the first couple people I find that you meet is really what makes or breaks if you're going to keep doing it. Because for me, when I first started tying, um, I, kinda, I was looking online for, I was making my own lures. Because okay. I was doing was spinning gear all the time, and um, I got tired of buying them. I said, I'm just going right. to make them, and I wanted to see what kind of paint people were using. And I found a video of a guy spinning deer hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so I looked into it, and I went, and I got tons of books from the library, and I bought a fly tying kit, and I burned through all the material in like one afternoon. And then I just kept doing it. But I tied those flies for a good amount of months before I even met another person that did it. Or, you know, started doing any of that stuff. And then I went to a fly shop, had an open house. And the first three people I met were, you know, just goofy, normal people. It right. was uh, Bruce Corwin, uh, Pat Cohen, and Dave Brandt. Wow. And those are the first three people I met in real life that tie flies. And I started uh, asking went, them. You went straight to the top. To meet, I'll meet all those guys, and they're sitting, they're sitting there tying, and I was like, oh my god, this is now I can ask all my nine thousand ridiculous yeah. questions. And those three guys were laughing, and I was like, I'm sorry, this is like a little crazy. And they're like, no, it's great because it's great to have people right. ask these questions, yeah. you know. And all three of them said the same thing, you know, we don't mind, you know. And then they did a shift, and then one would come and one would tie, uh-huh. and um, so they, yeah, they sat there listening to all these questions and. <laughs> Had it been three other people who didn't even want to talk to you or who didn't have the patience, it's not even having patience so much because all of us only have so much, but it's 
you know, the way that they explained it, you know, they, in, you know, they're just like, you know, have fun with it. And Pat, that's I, I've sit in on one of Pat's, uh, he was at a fly shop one time that I went to and he is very good about that. I, yeah. Yep. He's, he's, he's great. You know, it's, people ask me questions and they're like, oh, you know, this might be a stupid question. I say, yeah. ask it, just yeah. ask it. Because yeah, there's, there's no stupid questions. It's, I mean, if you don't know, it's, it's not a stupid question. You don't know it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You can have 10 people in a room and you got 10 different levels of knowledge, right. you know, so not everyone knows what right. the other person knows. And exactly. You, you, you might think it's stupid, but three people beside you might want to know. And the they didn't thing. want to ask it. Yeah. And yep. were embarrassed to ask I know. it. Exactly. Yep. That's why you should just ask them. You yeah. know, if you ask someone <laughs> and they don't, you know, and they, they don't feel like talking, that's fine. Maybe they got a bad day. You don't know what their deal is, but just yeah. go to the next person. Yep. You go to these fly tying shows and the fly fishing shows, you got... You know, sometimes up to 40 fly tires. Oh, yeah. You can get 40 different answers, and then you no figure out it. for yourself what works. Yeah. You know? Yep, exactly. And how did you get into how did you get into the shows, doing the shows and stuff like that? Um, I don't know. I kind of... Oh, you mean tying at the shows? Yeah. Um, the first time... <laughs> this is another funny story. Um, the first time I started tying was at a show. I had joined the Fly Tires Guild, and they were... Catskill Fly Tires Guild, and they were looking for tires at the show. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I wanna try it out. And I had asked them. I was like, what do you, you know? I had been tying for a while. I said, what do you need to tie? And I, um, I had gotten a little bit, you know, nervous just yeah. trying to, to see. <laughs> taking her picture. Yeah, you're gonna be famous now. <laughs> no, I don't want. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is, so my fa- is, my, is my face red? I got my per- my eyes are terrible. My peripheral vision's oh, pretty good. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So he, I, I was trying to tie. Um, you know, I said, let me, let me. I was so nervous the first time. So the first, um, that was like the first time I tied in public in front of people, and I, I was, I was nervous. And I remember Mike, <laughs> Mike Romanowski. He's over here too. Right. Yep. He. Uh, he, you know, I had signed up for the guild, and I was just walking around nervous before the first time I had to tie. And I guess he noticed, because a lot of these fly tires are teachers, and they know when some somebody looks like something's wrong. And he said to me, um, he goes, "Saw your name on the, the list over there. You're tying for the guild." And I'm like, "Yes, sir. I'm a little bit nervous." He goes, "Listen, just go over there and tie. If you got any problems, you know, you feel nervous or you're missing a material, you tell them to go send Mike, and I'm gonna come over and I'm gonna and I'll bring you what's missing, and you just have fun. It's not yeah. a huge deal, and you know, I was terrified. But even sometimes now, I I, I tie I, stuff upside down. I remember <laughs> the first nervous. time I did a show and how I was how I was nervous being around. These are the guys that I always looked up to. Yeah, it, me too. Even now, I'm like, yeah. oh, there's so and so. Oh know, it's, yeah, it, it's so funny, like. Well, Flagler is going to be on one of our podcasts here, but being around the shows and stuff like that, those are just normal guys. They're yeah. just like you and I. Yep. And, and uh, you know, now I just walk up to them guys. We'll stand there and talk for 20 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was your day? What are you doing? And, and it, it's it's nothing to be intimidated by. We're not we're here because we like to to share with you. And uh, I think that's one of the things that I, I know when I was a young tire. I was always intimidated by that. We uh, we would just my dad and I would go to shows. We would just stand back and watch the tires, not so much ask questions, yeah. because we thought, oh, well, we're not at their level. That's they're a different level. Mm-hmm. And now being here, 
everybody's the same. We're all just and everyone's asking each other stuff. Everyone's yeah. talking to each other. A lot of a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people also they have specialty things they like to tie more than others. Oh, and, and um, I actually do this sometimes, and I tell people they should do it. So, for example, if you're tying something and and don't even feel weird about it, if you're tying something and you're having trouble with a certain thing, let's say you tie ten parachutes and you hate every single one of them. Take those 10 parachutes, stick them in a box, bring them to a show. And when you find someone who's tying parachutes the way that you want to do it, ask them. Right. Say, hey, listen, can I ask you a question? I'm having a little trouble. What do you think? And nine out of 10 times, they're ex- so excited to do that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Some shows I'll spend the whole, you know, the whole six hours troubleshooting, and I'm yeah. perfectly fine with it. Yep. And a lot of it's quill bodies. You know, people come over and they say, hey, you know, uh, uh, can I see in person how you're... Um, you know, how you were doing right. that because I was still having trouble with it. And then, you know, I even tell them, like, just come on the table. Come on, let's show you in person. And then I'll show them and then they'll tie one. And then um, it helps. Yeah, it helps seeing it from the other side of the vice too, from behind yeah. when you bring them around. Yeah, because in front of the table is great. But if it's, a, if it's a question, behind the table is better. And then let them tie. Right. And then you try it out. But yeah. it's a huge help because I've done it. I've came in here and I'm like, you know, I'm having trouble with, with the tailing material. Or I can't, you know, here's, I got this... <laughs> It's roaster neck, and I don't know if this is a good feather on this side for tailing. Yeah. And I'll go over and I'll ask, um, you know, Dave Brand or someone else, somebody who, you know, is doing something that you wish you could do better, just right. for yourself, just to learn something else. And it's it's a good thing to do. And you know, it's it's not always easy. I met a few people that said they came up to me three or four times with flies in their hand and didn't want to show them to me, and then they finally said, "Screw it, let me look." And yeah. You know, it's a good idea. It's always because you're always learning. It's right. not. Yep. Yeah. So, quill bodies, would you say that's your thing that you're known for or what you like to tie the most? Or? <laughs> I think I'm known for procrastinating. Because <laughs> my fly tying, it's like my fly tying bench. I'm like, all right, I'm going to tie right now. It's, then I spend an hour organizing. Yeah. But I do too. Yeah. For, I don't. I don't really know what I'm known for. I kind of maybe troubleshooting. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tie so I tie a lot of different things. I I do too. I I tie totally across the board. You know whatever anybody wants me to tie. But it, if I'm just gonna tie to relax, stone flies for me. Yeah. That's what I like to tie. For me, it's soft tackles. Soft tackles. That's yeah. Good. I started tying those. Actually, I in the beginning I was kind of known for tying soft tackles, and a okay. lot of it was, you know, like, oh, you must love it, you must love it. And to be totally honest, because all of us know how much things cost, I started tying them because it was cheaper than dry fly hackles. Not because yeah. they were my favorite, but because they were, I mean, they're effective, yes. But in the in the beginning, when I was just trying to be affordable tying things, I would buy whatever I could afford, right, and then figure it out later. Oh yeah, because I was like hoarding material. Yeah. A, a nine dollar <laughs> head neck is. Well, not nine anymore, but yeah. it is way cheaper mm-hmm. than a forty or fifty dollar. But now, plate. yeah, now that I've been doing it, you know, a, yeah. wh- a little while now, you know, you you appreciate what, why it costs that much money for yeah. certain, you know, dry fly necks, and you're you're tying with them, and now you understand. Now, one thing I've noticed, and this is just me thinking out loud, what's with New Jersey and tires? We, you guys, have a lot of good tires there, and. and it's never known for being a fishing state, but you got a lot of tires there. Like uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. limestone all over mm-hmm. the place. we got all the streams you could ever dream of fishing. And and we got a lot of tires because of it. A lot of guys are, PA guys are good tires. But, like, you go to the shows, there's always a lot of New Jersey guys at the shows. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that because I'm from <laughs> New York. 
I just New York, yeah, I just plant. moved to New Jersey. Oh. Um, oh, maybe so two years ago. Because, because you've become a better fly tire then. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got married and we just packed up and moved and. You know, now we got twice as much fishing gear, twice as much hunting right. gear. Nowhere to put all the boats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so. you know, we need a bigger yard, and the the house is good. But we gotta. We were actually standing out there the other day. I'm like, where are we gonna put all these boats? And I was like, I don't. And my husband's like, I don't know. But I was looking at getting another one. I'm like, yeah, I was looking to <laughs> just get like a personal something to put in the back of the truck, a little smaller. Yeah. Okay, now I got one off the wall question. Because, sure. Because one guy, Nick, that usually does the podcast with us, he's not here. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask this for you: Have you ever tattooed a mop fly? Tattooed one? No. Yeah. I've no, no, no. <laughs> done a tattoo of a mop fly. No, I mean I. W- <laughs> does he ask that all the time? He has one. Oh, he has one. Yeah, yeah. One of our one of our regular hosts here has uh, a tattoo of a mop fly. He's, oh he's no, I have on me. I, I mean, I got tattoos all over me, but <laughs> no, I mop, have, no mop flies. No, I have salmon. My <laughs> grandfather's salmon fly. Oh, nice. One of his. I never fished with him. I never. Yeah. You know, when he found out I started tying flies and fishing, he said to me, well, "I need to talk to you." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "All right." And he gives me a box of stuff. He goes, "Here." I was like, "What's all this?" He goes figure it out I was like all right have a nice day <laughs> I don't know you know so yeah. he 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 was laughing later on um but you know he was he was kind of at the time losing whatever he had going on and he said right. and he starts laughing about it and he says well here he goes you know what let me tell you whatever I can remember before I forget it right again so he just kind of said this is what I use for salmon for fishing for salmon or steelhead and stuff right. and that's all I had in the beginning and for I don't know how long I was just fishing with a, a bamboo eight weight oh, wow. and his old salmon reel. That's nice. what I had, and that was that's what I use all the time. And you know you get used to whatever you have. Oh, and yeah. you know oh, his his I vice s- was just um, eventually I broke it and started tying in my hands. Really? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. Wow. I don't know what to do, and I was like, oh, forget it. You didn't even go for a pair of vice grips. <laughs> No, I didn't even think of it. I got <laughs> aggravated. It was it was rusted shut, you know. It was, yeah. it was one of those old, the old ones you see in the museums. Yeah, right. Um, but the reel still had the lead core line on it from I don't know how many years ago. Wow. And I didn't know much, and I just took whatever he gave me. <laughs> I used it, and yeah. I still have it. But um, That's cool. little by little, I, you know, acquired other other stuff. But oh, you don't want too much of that either, because then what do you do with it all? Right. I, yeah, then you look bad when you go to clean out the garage and your wife finds out how many rods <laughs> really have. What they say and then she sells them for what I told her I paid for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah I, I joke around about it and I probably said it on the podcast before but my wife and I we were cleaning out the garage and I always spread them out before mm-hmm. and when we were cleaning I kept every time I got a rod I, I'd put it into one corner and when we were done cleaning the corner was pretty full was it? she's like how many rods is that and i said 22 and that you just tell her well these ones are broken and this one is someone else's <laughs> i didn't no? have my fly rods in that pile that was that was from my bass fishing tournament days yeah and uh, she's like what do you need so many rods for us what do you need so many shoes for <laughs> yeah oh so, <laughs> so we were good but <laughs> but no it was a great time having you on here and we went for a half an hour and you was afraid Oh, yeah. Well, we're not taking pictures, so that's good. No pictures, <laughs> yeah. Nobody has to see you. So. No, no. No, no it was sure. a lot of fun having you on here. Oh, thank you very much and for uh, inviting me. Check, check you out at the Quilted Tire Instagram, Facebook, anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, and just a regular website. I mean, there's some website. stuff in the Fly Tire magazines. Um, right. 
And it's thequiltedtire.com? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, so that's uh, great. We're, it was a fun show having you on here, and I'm going to look forward to every Anytime I'm going to show, I'm going to make sure I hit you up and talk to you for a <laughs> thank while. Thank so you. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Nicole. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bugs and Beard Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by WholesalersFlyShop.com. Head on over to the website for all your fly fishing and fly tying needs. Plus, you can also find a link there to the Wholesingers Fly Shop YouTube channel. The channel is full of information with over 250 videos covering fly tying and fly fishing techniques geared towards making your time on the water more enjoyable. From all of us here at the Bugs and Beard Podcast, we hope you will subscribe to our channel and tune in next week as we discuss the sport we love so well. Until next time, get out there on the water and tight lines. <laughs>